When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fearscape Media Network, exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Hi, listeners. Listen to the Books and Boost podcast with me, host Anna Temperley, and Marlena Lear as we crack open a bottle or two or three and dive into some interesting books, airing the first Wednesday of every month. Bye. There are phenomena that exist all around us. Kids playing, Kids playing above something and above flies over something unknown flies over and disappears. People driving at night, seeing huge creatures cross the road. People waking up to find their cabinet door ripped open in their kitchen. Strange things happen, Strange things happen every day around the world and seemingly at the same time and area. But are these occurrences connected? connected? This This is is what we are here to explore and are trying to understand. Join us on our journey to to uncover what we call the The Convergence Convergence Enigma. Enigma. Good evening and welcome back everybody to another episode of The Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. I am your host, Stefan Gearhart, and I am joined as always by the psychically ungifted co-host of mine, Mr. Josh (laughs) Rutledge. What's happening, sir? You You didn't know I was going to say it because you're ungifted. Everybody has the gifts. They just have to figure out how to turn them on, right? You know the theory? That is the theory, yeah. So uh, when you get out here, which is soon, soon when you get yeah. out here, I'm going to strap you down and put some electrodes all over your brain and juice you up. Uh, we got a fantastic episode tonight, Josh. We are digging deeper, man, with someone that we've been wanting to chat with for a while. Uh, the guy that runs the Project Unity YouTube page with all sorts of fun just good stuff jay himself is gonna be on the show tonight i'm excited about this um but anyways let's get moving on before we get to jay uh let's go ahead and get to our first segment of the week which is psychic word of the week and now the psychic word of the week Psychic Word of the Week, coming from the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary, June G. Bletzer, PhD. Rest in peace, honey bear. I love you, and I miss you, and I uh, haven't felt you around lately. I don't know if you're like, well, you got a baby now. You're good to go. I'm going to go hang out with Josh. Psychic Word of the Week. We flipped through the uh, Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary. I landed on page 232, Josh. A word that, well, the phrase that I came across was fifth state of consciousness. The fifth state, not the fourth. Not the third, not the, the third, not the second, and not, not Arkansas. Sixth. 
This yeah. is a different state. This is the fifth state. It's a, in parentheses, it says C. Maxwell Cade and Nona Coxhead, but I thought it said Cokehead at first. I was like, okay, June G. Bletzer, what you doing here? Uh, no, yep. so fifth state of consciousness says brainwave level of awareness when healing energy is being transferred between the healer and the patient. Non-detectable on the EEG instrument, but detectable on the mind mirror. Wow. Whoa. That's We're going to have to Okay. Now that's okay. got to be in there. Okay. Right. No, sorry. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. This is, uh, this, yeah, go ahead. Mind blown. Uh, but detectable on the mind mirror EEG instrument, showing both patients and healers' brainwaves change to a similar pattern. The alpha and the theta reactions generally associated with meditation are present, and the beta reactions of ordinary wakefulness. Not wokefulness, but wakefulness. <laughs> Holy crap. Dude. So, so for for those who may not understand or, or realize the the significance here, um, in a Ouija board session that Stefan and I did, one of the last ones that we did before uh, his move to Arizona. So uh, we're my, talking a year and a half ago. Like a year and a half ago, in my backyard uh, of a house that I don't even own anymore, uh, um, <clears throat> we did a session, and we were told to seek answers using a mind mirror and we looked and looked and could not find uh, anything you know we found things that were close but nothing that used the word mind mirror well here it is in this definition so now it's like almost like a you know hey you all got off track for a little bit but here i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this i'm gonna throw this right back at you so the (laughs) mind mirror eeg instrument is what that said so uh, if anybody has one or wants to buy one for us, hit us up. Yeah. Or if you just, yeah, maybe it's something simple. We can use it or make one or whatever. But yeah, uh, anybody out there listening knows what a mind mirror is. We'd love to know. Yep. All right. Well, let's get to our final segment before we get to Jay from Project Unity, which is Encounters from the Fearscape. All right, Encounters from the Fearscape, Josh, I got a good one, man. Uh, I have made an acquaintance with um, a guy named Andrew Graham in uh, Scotland, and who's a, a listener who loves our show, which is obviously if he's hitting me up. Yeah, um, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm super pumped about that. Our, our freaking uh, UK listeners out there are the best, man. I tell you what, man. I, the I bomb love, diggity. I love, <laughs> I, love, I love that whole area. Uh, we just get so much great response yep. from people out there. Um, but anyways, he sent in a number of stories, but I wanted to share one because it's, it's one, uh, it's a night hag story and it's, it's uh-huh. stuff that I go through uh, as well, which is why he sent it. Um, but uh, take a listen. This is Andrew uh, Graham from Scotland. So we're going back a few years now. I probably have been in my late 20s, maybe 28 or 29 years old. Uh, I was staying at my ex-girlfriend's parents' house in the historic English city of Carlisle. Uh, This was founded in 78 AD by the Romans and formerly known as Leguvalium. Uh, Their property is an early Victorian townhouse, so roughly 1840-ish. The room was at the front of the house. It had all of its original features restored and even had the original doors, which is quite rare over here, including the Victorian fireplace. The room was perfectly square apart from the chimney breast. The bed was directly opposite of the large front facing window and large 
horseshoe of space around the bed. So that's the scene. The event itself took place, and I kid you not, at 3 a.m. on the dot. And I only know this because the position I was stuck in conveniently had a clock in my line of sight. I remember opening my eyes in absolute fear, first seeing the clock and then this thing. The room was dark, but not pitch dark. I could make out features. I remember red eyes, and I got the distinct impression that whatever it was was female or was at least giving me that feeling. Even though I could see it uh, or about four or five feet away from me, I guess I, I also feel like it sat on my chest. And I, and I get these flashes of it being right in my face, holding my wrists down. Between me and it was my ex-partner and it completely ignored her. It spoke in my head, but not audibly. It kept telling me to and get out. And that it wanted me and needed me and that I shouldn't fight it. The fight or flight had well and truly kicked in at this point. I felt as though I was slipping away, like I was drifting on a lazy river that was speeding up and getting more rough. And then this feeling came over me, a feeling of, no, you're leaving. <laughs> I felt as though I was being invaded and pushed out more and more until, okay, so I'm completely non-religious. Well, I don't identify with a religion but I am spiritual. But I went ahead and started invoking Jesus and other religions. I mean, I told it repeatedly in my mind that it had no power here, absolutely no power over me, and that it needed to go immediately and stay away from me. I chanted and repeated things over and over in my head. I felt it getting angry and frustrated until I blinked my eyes, and all of a sudden, it was gone and I could move. I lay there frozen, uh, ironically frozen again, but this time with fear. I went through it in my head and came to the conclusion that had I not fought it, I'd have not been the one blinking my eyes and getting up for breakfast the next day. I don't know why, but I never looked at the clock again after my initial viewing, so I can't say how long it lasted. It felt like a long time, and I forgot to mention, other than the red eyes, etc., it was very, very tall. And I don't know how to describe this, but it was blacker than black. It seemed to suck the light around it, like it had its own small black hole, or it was the black hole. It also appeared frail and thin, as though... It was to physically, if I was to physically engage with it, I'd have no problem tossing it around. I find its face really hard to describe. And the weird thing is, is that I see it clearly when I close my eyes and I think about it, but I cannot describe it to you and I don't know why. Now this last point that is worth mentioning, and I don't know how I know this, but it felt old, like really, really old. I've always had a connection to the spiritual world. I see things that the majority of others don't see, and so does my mom. I could count on one hand, though, the amount of times I've been so afraid as I was then. Maybe three-fourths of the encounters with different things in different situations that I would describe as evil or malevolent. So yeah, that's it in a nutshell. 
Um, I've never really known what to make of it, why it happened or what's happened for it to not happen again. And saying that I did take measures afterwards. I mean, I'm a great believer in crystals and their power. So I placed crystals next to me on the bedside table and have done so ever since. And after that experience, I carried a selection of crystals in my pocket for the best part of the year. So there you have it. Uh, I'd be interested to hear more about your experiences, Stefan. It's something I'd love to understand more. I'd be interested to hear your insights and your inspirations and your interpretations. Wow. Um, so something that really uh, I've been holding on to, waiting for you to get done reading. Um, something that uh, our good friend Sayatosh shared in our chat uh, about a week to maybe two weeks to go um, was a different spin on Night Hacks. And so I've really been thinking about it lately, and, and I really want to, you know, propose this as a part of this story or a part of this uh, this account um, is that maybe night hags are not uh, evil. Maybe they are uh, like sucker fish on a shark or the little things that, you know, that, that clean out the gills and fish. Um, you know, it's not uncommon throughout nature for there to be uh, animals that have a symbiotic relationship uh, that clean other parts of animals. And so maybe, quote unquote, night hags are doing that for us. They're cleaning us of negative energies or whatever the case may be. And the comment of get out, let go was not directed at him, but rather that negative energy that was latched onto him. And this thing was trying to free him of it. Yes. I wonder though, because we don't encounter these things on a regular basis, we feel fear from them. But maybe if we look at it in a different light, maybe we realize that they're there to help us and to free us instead. I guess, but you know, to me, someone who experiences these, they create more negative energy. It creates more fear, which is more negative energy. And so then to me, that's a feeder as opposed to, you know, something that's yeah. benevolent. I, I mean, I guess, you know, it, I mean, it's like saying is a succubus doing their job because they're releasing your sexual energy. Well, the other thing I've, I've said in the past, <clears throat> we've talked about, um, uh, night hags is perhaps they are things that feed on fear. Yep. <clears throat> and so eliciting a fearful response in you, uh, is a way to, to feed the, to feed themselves. They're fear vampires, basically. I don't know. Uh, and I mean this as a joke, but food for thought, <laughs> food <laughs> for thought. Um, but let's go ahead, Josh, let's get moving on and let's start digging deeper, man, with Jay from Project Unity. All right. Like we said, we are here with Jay from Project Unity. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'll be honest here. I'm a fanboy. I subscribe to your channel on YouTube. Oh, you have some no. Amazing <laughs> content that you put out on YouTube. Agreed. But bottom line, uh, you're putting out some amazing content on YouTube. It's really just, you know, one of the things that Stefan and I are constantly trying to do is look at other ways that people are thinking about this kind of crazy phenomena that's going on all around the world. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we're driving towards is how does it kind of all relate or as the, as the name of the show suggests, converge uh, together into, into what is the overall phenomena? You know, what what prompted you to kind of get into it? I mean, uh, your, yourself. 
To be honest, I mean, I've only really been uh, within this research field for for a few years. Um, most people that know that uh, people who followed my channel will know that I haven't been around for you know for that long. Um, but I actually I start because I came I came into this uh, off of the back of consciousness research. So I was definitely mm -hmm. I definitely came into this through the more esoteric, not the nuts and bolts <laughs> uh, side of this. Not surprised. That's um, kind of a lot of lines how we kind of got into it as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, it start yeah, it started off with. Uh, consciousness studies and just a general interest in that and it evolved into uh, interest in UFOs quite simply because uh, well my best mate he, he was like you've got to watch this documentary and, and this was before I'd even given UFOs a single thought like I'd maybe seen a couple of documentaries over the years but I'd never considered myself I'm interested in UFOs so you know that was just not a part of my life but yeah off of the back of doing a couple of years of delving into consciousness and quantum mechanics and trying to put these two things together my friend was like you've got to check out this documentary and it was the uh, it was unacknowledged by Dr. Stephen oh, Greer oh, so, yeah. uh, you know yep. that, that was kind of like my first introduction and I watched that Same. and I was like wow you know there are some pretty serious guys talking to this dude on the record you know you've got these ICBM launch officers and all these people and so for me it was that first introduction of like, oh, there's some serious people who are who are interested in this. So it, it captured my interest um, at that point. But when he when he finished the documentary, he introduced this whole concept of, oh, and you can use consciousness to actually interact with this phenomenon. You've got to get into these certain states. And because of because of the background research I've been doing a couple years prior, it clicked into place for me. It felt like something was saying, hey, this is this is how right. you can use that knowledge that you've been gaining. Because, you know, I actually admittedly, before I watched that documentary, I was, I was in a pretty bad place mentally because I I'd felt like I'd absorbed a lot of information, but I had no idea how it applied to my life. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you feel you, that. Exactly. So yeah. I'm full of all this stuff. And I think I have an idea about, you know, afterlife and consciousness, but none of this is helping me in my day-to-day -day life. It's actually, it's actually just making me more, uh, you know, stressed out because I feel like there's all these big truths out there, but none of it's right. actually uh, impacting me. So I, I literally, well, I remember detached. sitting on my bed and I get, you know, it's kind of, I kind of like a prayer, but I was just sitting on my bed and I kind of said out loud, like, I need something, like, give me something real that something relates to this Lord. stuff yeah literally like you know please just give me something man and then within a couple of weeks i saw that documentary so it felt like a very direct oh, answer better, yeah. it was kind of like here you go do right. this and this will actually give you the proof that these things work and so i because i've always said i started this off with like a camera in the forest putting a camera up on a tree branch and just kind of shouting about CE5 and consciousness because I was so excited that I'd had this type of contact. Yeah. And then I I didn't realize how controversial it was within the UFO community at that point because I was fresh <laughs> in. I was, just, I was just like this, you know, uh, ignorant dude who was like, hey, I, I found out these things. Let me tell you about them. And then I kind of get all these responses from people saying, oh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a CE5 Greer cult and all this. I was like, really? Yeah. I didn't know anything about that kind of behavior. And then, you know, you get into it more and you start to realize that there's actually a, you know, know quite um distinct camps within ufology of like no it's just nuts and bolts it's just material engineering it's just advanced physics and then you have the you know the consciousness side where it's like no it's a, it's a, it's an awakening process we're going through a paradigm yeah. shift and i think that there's maybe a truth within the middle of that because it seems to me that whatever we're dealing with does represent at least some aspect of this because i think it's probably a spectrum in terms of paranormal phenomena but in terms of ufos like we're obviously dealing with an extremely um, advanced technological capability, mm -hmm. but that technological capability seems to bleed over into the space of consciousness, of mind, yeah. and I think that 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 to me is just a signifier of the more you, the more advanced you become in physics, in technology, in energy, 
the more advanced you will become in consciousness because you start to realize that these things share this this space and so yep. for me the like a ufo a flying source or whatever you want to call it like for me it's a representation of what happens when science and spirit or physics and metaphysics yeah. come together and, and kind of form into something you get this platform that can traverse dimensional spaces perhaps even traverse consciousness in some way because it seems to interact when you uh, signal out in in conscious intentions as something responds so there's it yeah for, for me it, it i came into this subject through the consciousness side it was very important to me because i actually did have personal experiences with the phenomenon that informed me that this was a real thing and you know since then i've tried my best to make make sure i'm, I'm being rational with it because this is a very outrageous thing to say that you can use your mind to contact right. aliens if we just kind of dilute it down to that that's such yeah. an eye roll like right. oh i can i can contact aliens with my mind like shut shut up like that's crazy yeah. and i think but, but i think the, you're right and i think that's what Greer messed up on was because right. he was, in my opinion, a pioneer. I'm with you. Unacknowledged yeah, changed totally, totally big time. And then when Lou and those guys with <laughs> unidentified were really getting big and they were pushing all that stuff, and Greer took a sharp left turn because I feel like he, I think he felt like he was losing steam because the focus went from him being the guy that was bringing disclosure to Lou and Chris Mellon and TTSA. And I yeah. think he felt like he did. And then at the same time, he did realize he was bringing in money Get that. He, he stopped on, allowing man. it You're to be accessible money, like. yeah he stopped allowing it to be accessible to yeah, everyone yeah, which is what yeah. it used to be and I, I, I think it's important that people understand that this stuff is doable and I think that the problem Agreed. with someone like Greer is, is like yeah he's created this very um, yeah, we have to say cult-like following, and and that's very off-putting for a lot of people, myself included. I mean, I've never used Greer's protocols. I respect. Oh, the fact we have. That, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've never used them personally. So, I mean, I, I I totally understand why he would do it the way he does it because I think that a lot of this uh, comes down to intention and belief. So, if you if you mm -hmm. make it a very ritualistic process with a group of people, it's a bit like church, right? You, you're yeah. all getting into this thing. We're doing it together. We're you, we're doing this resonance together. So, I, I get that, but from the outside looking in it's like <laughs> yeah. oh shit there's there's a bunch of people in a field with a puja table and candles <laughs> and incense and there's and they're singing in sanskrit to summon the aliens it's like yep, yeah, and everyone's an like where's the kool-aid like yeah from an outsider looking in it's crazy yeah. but i you know i know i know from personal experience that this stuff does it, it's real it does yeah. happen it's just and, um, and it, it's that's us too we feel the same way i mean and and we are big spirit we have a, a youtube yeah. show called astral stew yeah and we talk that's about the, the esoteric side of paranormality right and we we do that because that is our spirituality yeah. and yeah. i do we've used greer's tools we've kind of evolved them into our own style but yeah it's just a shame well i mean I, that it's moved that because I, some of a lot I, of what he says i think has some merit it really feels a lot like the same type of exercise that you do when you do remote viewing yeah it's sure. it almost it almost feels like you're just really remote viewing these things yeah. and then you're inviting them to follow you back yeah i think it's the same concept it's the yeah. same it's it's the it's the idea of using consciousness in some sort of non-local way it's a, it's a transference of energy between two points in space yeah. and time and, and for whatever reason there is something on that other side that responds back to you that's what just amazes me is that it's like I, I would never pretend to know what these things are. I would not, I, I don't know. I mean, I have ideas. I think that there's definitely uh, an inter, interdimensional component, but that's just my own personal bias. Like, I, I don't know. What I do know is that there is something that is beyond our own prosaic explanations of what is normal that responds to consciousness. And that to me is just, 
such a fundamentally important thing for us to recognize is that there is something out there that can respond to consciousness. What does that mean for the ability of the human mind? I mean, you know, I, when it comes to the whole generator-receiver debate on consciousness, is it generated or is it received? I'm very much on the idea that we are a complex receiver. We're a translator, we render information, but it's coming from somewhere else. And I was actually, I, I put out a couple of tweets about this recently because I've just been thinking about uh, like the imagination. I think that, the, the, you know, it's it, it's an incredible thing that everything that we're looking at that's been made by humans, including the computers we're talking through, the microphone I'm talking through, everything has come from the imagination, all of it. And so we're these creatures, and we're the only example of this on planet Earth. We're these creatures that can draw information, ideas, images, inventions, constructs out of a non-physical space that doesn't actually exist and and bring it into the physical world and creates that we're the only thing that does that that is insane that we have that ability i mean we, we're kind of like idea machines we just kind of excrete ideas out into the world and and i find that that's such a such a mysterious property of an animal we have no other evidence of something doing that outside of the phenomenon yeah so i mean it's really one of the things that i've been thinking about a lot lately is um you know we saw an, in, an uptick in UFO activity after the first uh, detonation of the uh, atomic bomb, right? Like shortly after there, you know, we, we started getting all this uh, UFO activity going around uh, nuclear sites and that sort of thing. Um, and then later, you know, you kind of fast forward a little bit, 20 or 30 years, we again started to see an uptick in UFO activity when kind of the new age movement uh, kind of took mm -hmm. off and you got all these people that are expanding their kind of thoughts and worldview and, and universal view and everything and you see an uptick in, in UFO activity and so it merely makes me wonder if um, you know like you said the fact that our imagination is creating all these things that really if you break it down we're manifesting the things that we need are we manifesting ufos not to say that they're not real but are we inviting them to come and be here because we are ready for that level of experience and interaction mm. that's a good question i mean it's, it's yeah. possible isn't it i mean it's it's uh, it's similar although i think with the young the jungian impression was that it was some sort of collective overmind symptomatic response to consciousness as a, as a collective human uh, society so there the idea from the jungian perspective is that these are um, well, I think the Tibetans call tulpas, like psychic yeah. objects, you know. Um, but I think that there is a materiality to them. I think that there is a physicality. And obviously, obviously as well, and I, I say this all the time, I think it's probably a spectrum, right? I mean, I don't necessarily think that this is all just creatures from Zeta Reticuli, or I don't just think that it's beings from a oh, upper yeah. fold of dimensional space. I think that we're probably dealing with a whole swath of different, uh, different things. But when it comes to the consciousness and when it comes to these whatever these intelligences are the respond to consciousness i think i think that has a deeper meaning to it i think there's something deeper to be tapped into there i mean why are they responding to these specific states i mean to me it almost felt when i was going out into my into my back garden and you know projecting thoughts and having apart from the orange orbs which were just the most explicit obvious yeah. phenomenon like there's no way to deny it but i was seeing you know these uh, flash bulbs like flashes of light in the in the sky with no discernible object actually there and just like a black void of space kind of flashing and little things like that and it makes me think 
at least at the time it made me feel like they're basically going yes keep thinking that way like they're just yeah. they're giving you little signs of like yes you're using your you're, you're opening your right. consciousness up you're expanding it and i feel like they're just trying to give you a little visual signature to say good job you're doing you're doing yeah. it keep doing that keep doing it and yeah. i do wonder because the thing is when i started talking about this and i started encouraging people i got a few people coming out of the woodwork early on claiming to be intelligence and 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 warning me and being like you know sure. you're you're projecting your thoughts out into the void and you have no idea what could be out there and you know they seeded a lot of anxiety into me uh, overdoing it and i i i, I look back on that because i've been getting this um i've been getting this urge to kind of go back and do it again and start doing this uh, the, the consciousness contact the ce5 and um yeah there's like a little bit of me that's like a little resentful resentful of, of that type of interaction because i feel like maybe if i'd have kept going i would have seen some something even more extravagant because it was it felt like a progression i was seeing these little white orbs that didn't really behave like satellites and i was seeing these flashes of light and it kept going and then these orange orbs turned up and literally were just like yeah we're here like we are here this is something that you can't deny and that's that's where i kind of teetered off like i i, I kind of teetered off around there so i feel I like if it. i'd have kept going i don't know maybe well, i would have been I, all... I, I, um the, the other thing i was going to ask you is is if you have ever heard of the philip experiment i might have heard of it but not by the name sure so the reason i bring this up because it's what we were talking about tulpas and things like that so there was a group of uh i don't know parapsychologists i guess that wanted to see if they could manifest a spirit Right. So that was the whole thing was the spirit manifestation. And they supposedly created a spirit named Philip. They were able to interact with him, talk to him, create a backstory with him and all of these things and was created. But then, of course, and so, of course, um, they they created a tulpa um, in, in Tibetan terms. And so the question always then remained, did they create the spirit? Because it was knocking things off the shelf. It was doing things like that. Did they create this spirit? Or was it an entity that was already there that used that energy to essentially form, right? And so that Philip experiment is something to me that continues to stay. People do it. There's still groups that do it and things like that. That makes you wonder. It's like how much of this is our manifestation right, versus right. something that's actually there? Or is it us giving it the energy it needs to be seen, to be heard? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, the, 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 these are the things that genuinely fascinate me more than anything. I mean, you know, we're, we're all just we're all just monkeys trying to figure this stuff out. I mean, well, you got to you got to think. I mean, to to a certain point, it's like, do we even have the right to know everything? As these ty- you know, these little yeah. primates on a on a on a single planet, we haven't even managed to get off of this planet properly yet, no. and we expect we expect to we expect to understand like the fundamentals of creation. And, and I just think that you know, and then when you do find out, should we share it with? everyone right that's always the big question that's when yeah. and then you go man if the government does have the stuff i get it <laughs> well you know there is a part of you that has to go like maybe there there are genuinely just some really nervous you know five-star generals or whatever that are sitting there going like how the hell do we tell people this yeah. like how do we tell people and i get that i mean i still think that you kind of need to just let the chips fall where they may just like let people know yeah. fundamentally important truths i mean like in terms of the two greatest questions of humanity it's what is there after death and are we alone in the universe like they're yeah. the two primary right. uh you know philosophical questions of, of humanity and so if one of them can be satisfactorily answered now i feel like that's unfair to keep that from us regardless yeah. of what kind of uh, damage it could do i mean 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's a difficult one because you don't actually know. Maybe there's some people out there that know the reality of it and are like, you're kidding me, buddy. Like, if you knew, you wouldn't sleep a wink like I do. I know. It's like, you know, the, you, well, you hear well, people like Tom. You know, 42. You, have, you, you know, you hear these people like, you know, Tom DeLong saying he's spoken to people that are saying that they, you know, they, they don't sleep at night. And yeah. if, they, if only people knew what was going on. So, you know, that could be true. It could be scaremongering. I, I, I try not to believe much coming from the government, like same. any well, government. Same. And, and, and we've talked, we, we talk about it quite a bit um, that your, your spiritual awakening is a very personal thing. Right. Right. Um, I can tell you all about my experiences, but until you have your own, yeah, it, it won't change you. And Absolutely. so, I, I mean, although on the one hand, I can say, well, it would be nice if the government came out and told them, yep, we've got all this stuff. And we've been interacting with aliens and all this kind of stuff. But for the vast majority of people, until they have their own experiences with those things, they're never really going to truly accept or believe it. No, I mean, experience is the greatest teacher, isn't it? That is that is the yep. the defining uh, teacher and um, accelerant of, of personal development is experience and, and what you take from those experiences. So, I mean, I, like, I count myself um, very fortunate that the journey that I took that led up to me being introduced to the UFO phenomenon allowed me to very quickly transition into, oh, this consciousness side, it, it's legit. Like it just from a subjective right. personal level, it resonated so strongly with me. And, and then I went out and I had these experiences. And I, 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 find, I think that that's a very, it's a difficult part of this because this is where you can get drawn into like slightly culty um, kind of behavior. But there is a level of um, faith, I guess, yeah, like belief, belief yeah. and faith, because, you know, like you said, it was a hev my, my personal journey building up to UFOs, highly subjective, very synchronistic. I was paying attention to things in my life for the like the, last couple years leading up to it and everything when it when it when i got introduced to the ufo subject everything clicked into place for me personally like oh this 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 all these things yep. in my past that i've been building up to this makes sense now I'm, I'm at this culminative point i've been told that there is this thing i can do so for me it was like i believe it boom and you know you could say oh that's a little naive but i had experiences it worked right. it yeah. worked <laughs> and so you know i get it when someone's had none of that type of upbringing or, or experience for them it's just like that's a crazy idea and because it's a crazy idea to them it doesn't work like that's just how this thing seems well, to work it's very frustrating but it seems <laughs> to be the way it is yeah and it's only getting worse like it's we only always getting think worse. it's terminator like that it's going to be some robot that's going to come in no it's the algorithm that yeah. is the precursor to terminator <laughs> yeah man and then you know you look at things like the matrix and i think the only thing that they got wrong with the matrix is that we got taken over by the robots we're, we're walking into the metaverse we don't care. like we're just like yeah let's do it like we're just gonna yeah. plug into the Take digital us. landscape you know, we're going to be on IV drips. I'll just be sitting here with a yeah. goggle on my head, like, you know, just experiencing the world through a screen. Just like on uh, Wally. Where <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's like that's happening. Like, I don't know if, because I'm still a young guy, but I don't know if I'm just getting to that point where I'm a little bit too old and I'm looking at this stuff and going, like, this mm -hmm. is crazy. Like, this it's is just worse. silly. Uh, back in my day, we didn't even have Facebook. Like, you know, like, but I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's scary, dude. Like, this idea that we're just going to start immersing ourselves into the digital landscape to the extent where we live our lives in there we trade currency in there we trade yep. property people are buying property in the metaverse and it's probably like, yeah. my boss just did he bought a house so that he could hang his nfts and people have come <laughs> to visit they're staying like an airbnb he's made so much money off of this this is the thing though i have been sitting here like i don't like this but i, I did 
if we get like, into this early, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> to make a bit of money, like you know, sell a sell a project Unity NFT or something. I don't know. See and then like it's gonna it. get to the point where like, guys, I saw a real person yesterday. No, yeah. you didn't. Those aren't yeah, real. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, he was put, in. Put he your was mask in my meta neighborhood. On. He was in my meta neighborhood, yeah. but he was flesh and bone. <laughs> yeah it's it's weird man it's weird like i i i think that a lot of people who are a, a little bit older are looking at this world and going my god i'm glad i'm i'm glad i'm going out soon like because it's, mm-hmm. it's just crazy it is crazy i mean we're we're I think, but you know this to bring it to bring it into kind of like a spiritual sense i do look at the world and think i think we're going through a, a transition like some sort of really turbulent yeah. transition because so so much of the old systems are being challenged now in in multiple sectors whether it's like financial or geopolitical or like there or, or social like there are so many different areas where the, the old system is becoming too uh, too weak to support what's coming above it and we've got this new technological infrastructure mm-hmm. and we've got you know digital bitcoin currencies and there's this futuristic sense that's coming up but it's still trying to crack through this really old so uh, yeah, archaic it's like, system. yeah it's like the dark ages before the yeah. dark ages was not a darker age it was actually right, right. very illuminated yeah but things went backwards like how we're seeing things happen now but then the renaissance came that's you know? it that's it and i think well, i have i have optimism for it my right. work my concern is because i think that there's there's nothing inherently evil about technological progression i think we need to have a more empathetically and consciousness oriented progression coming up in in uh, alignment with it but i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong i think that it might even be a natural part of um, biological evolution to transition yeah. into some sort of technological symbiosis because at the end of the day we're from this planet we're an expression of nature and we're building technology therefore technology is an expression of nature inherently within the system of the biosphere that we operate on so i mean right. it's part of the intrinsic value of evolution in nature to apparently develop technologies through these weird primates with opposable thumbs like that's what we seem to do but i think that what worries me is the power dynamics the world economic forum and all of these types of entities that are trying to gain the control of these new platforms coming in because if they're in control of it you're looking at social credit score china that's what we're looking at really and i don't want that i don't think anyone outside of these types of dictatorships wants to have some sort of heavily managed algorithm algorithm driven social credit score style uh, society but that is where we're going if we're not careful with the way that we handle these technologies well, I heard I heard a really interesting theory um, the other day, and it was that uh, the metaverse is where we'll be able to interact with uh, interdimensional beings. So that's why it has to come into play. Um, <laughs> that uh, Bitcoin is the currency of trade on other planets. So from us going to the Bitcoin and the more um, uh, mathematical based uh, uh, uh monetization that that sets us up to be able to interact and interchange with other species around the galaxy or universe um that we're the only uh that we actually now have a, a spaceport somewhere on earth i don't remember exactly where it is but somewhere we've got a spaceport on earth an intergalactic spaceport that this is all kind of on the other side of the moon man <laughs> these are all kind of things that are happening to get us ready as a people to join the galactic federation as it's been called so do you think that's do you think that's true? I'm open to anything at this point. I mean I don't have <laughs> yeah, I don't tell have me about it. I don't have anything that says yep. it's not. So yep. no. I'm uh, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean I, 
who were we? We were just talking to somebody. Oh, oh, it was John Ramirez, actually. And uh, one of the questions that asked was a similar question to that. And he goes, how many pictures have you guys seen of the dark side of the moon? Really? Really? He's like, there's more going on there than you realize. And he was yeah. like, um, he's like, why do you think China keeps spending time there? And then he's like, that's all I can say. Next question. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, well, do, do you guys do you guys remember the testimony of Carl Wolf, the NSA guy? Oh yeah. So that was that that was the dude that said he had got taken to NASA to like that very secure part mm-hmm. of NASA and 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 was shown by a guy of similar rank to him uh, mosaics of of the moon that showed towers and, yep. and radar yep. dishes. So I mean, you know, he he always struck me as a very credible witness. Just list. I mean, obviously, I don't know the guy, but listening to him talk, he just he seemed very sincere. Um, he didn't really give off many red flags to me. So if he's telling the truth, then yeah, I mean, way back in the day, they found out that there was, you know, bases on the moon and I, I wouldn't right. be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked to find that out at all. I, if, I mean, if, I hate to sound conspiracies all get out, but we love this stuff, man. Yeah. And Josh and I, if, you ha- if you've got Gaia, um, they've got a program called Deep Space. And that first season digs hardcore into that secret space program and even yeah. talks about that British program that came out that talked about the people already on Mars and stuff in the 80s yeah. um, that, of course, they said was fake, but they treated it as if it was a real documentary. But then people are like, that's because it really was a real documentary. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> ah! And this is it, isn't it? It's a continuous journey of yeah. smoke and mirrors and not knowing yep. what's really real. And I think that I, I think a lot of that has been purposefully stoked oh, yeah. by the intelligence communities like let's just keep them arguing over palladians and light warriors and yes. what's this and what's and they're that they're smoking <laughs> um, stogies just laughing yeah you know they're, they're they're just swapping technology with the greys or whatever <laughs> like you know i don't know what's going on there, but but you know we're 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 down here arguing on ufo twitter about semantics and uh it's that, that's what they want <laughs> ufo twitter yeah oh, love Honestly, it, hate that, it. That, that place that place stresses me out me too me but out. i still bring, love it, 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 it brings go. out it brings out the side of me that I don't like, like just the ira- like the more aggravated, irrational yeah. side of me. I have to really like just keep it cool. And Dude, I'm the same way. And I have to talk about it like so I'm a huge Superman fan. Right. But people, because I'm a Superman fan, immediately think I don't like Batman. And so they immediately <laughs> make me have to argue as to why Superman could kill Batman. And like it's this whole thing. And I'm like, I hate you guys because I love Batman, but you're <laughs> forcing me into a corner here to have to say these things when I don't dislike Batman. Yeah. I love Batman, <laughs> but you're making me have to say why I like Superman well, better. That's, that's a little bit like me with naming myself Project Unity, because the problem with that is I can never have a bad attitude. Everyone's like, oh, so much for Unity. So much for Unity. It's like, dude, I'm just having a bad day. I'm just having a bad day. I'm 27 years old. I'm still figuring life out. I'm like, you know, I'm not some Zen warrior. Like, you know. <laughs> Oh, so so much for unity, man. Way to bring us together, Jay. (laughs) Honestly, I have had so many people say that. Like, oh, so much for Project Unity. Oh, and they all think they're the first ones to say it, too, I'm sure. Yeah, I know, right? Like, come on, guys. Let let he who is without mental health issues cast the first tweets. Like, come on. We're all all messed up. We're all messed up. Yeah, I bet Andy from uh, UAP New York board, I bet he gets all the time. Oh, way to be a New Yorker with your attitude there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just yeah. going to say, you know, very cliche to say, but you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And it's yeah, dude, sometimes totally. 
sometimes you've got to you know smash through a window to figure out what's on the other side of it so yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely i mean at the end of the day it's like you know some people especially on twitter are just really not very nice and like you know i'm just gonna block yeah. that i'm just gonna block it i don't care like if you're gonna come at me in a in a rational way and be aggressive and just be mean then i'm just gonna block you i mean i've I don't really see the problem with that. It's just when, oh, yeah. you know, you don't want to create an echo chamber. I'm quite happy for people to call me out on different things and, sure. and debate. Yeah. But yeah, when it just like Twitter, Twitter itself, I think because the, of the fact that you can only type short messages, people just decide to go, yeah. oh, and, you know, like they just throw aggression at you because yeah. you can't really get your point across that well, easily. they're bored too. That's the other thing. Yeah, they're bored. Yeah. Yeah. The internet yeah. helped make Tolkien's trolls manifest. Though. Oh, dude, dude, totally. Like, Shine really some light did. on them and then they stop because they gave, It gave everyone the ability to put their point across, which is fine in theory. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, in, pra- in practice, in That's practice, every day here in America, yeah. it's nonstop in real life too. <laughs> oh, man, so divided so, right now. Well, I have to, I have to admit, I'm more tuned into American politics than my own country's politics. I it's just think so most everybody is because it's, <laughs> it's insane. Just, there's here. so much. It's just crazy to watch. I have to admit, it's just crazy. Oh, my to brother watch. lives in Belgium. Yeah. And uh, he's always just like, we still watch more of your news than ours. <laughs> it's like daytime television. He's excited because yeah, he's getting yeah. married in July, so he can finally stop being an American citizen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to swear allegiance to the kingdom of Belgium, dude. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's like, it's, like, it's like being English. Like, no one likes the English. You go on holiday sure. anywhere. No, no one likes the English. Oh, they hate it. That's why everyone here, like all my brother and everybody I know that lives in Europe, they're all like, if you travel, you tell everyone you're Canadian. Yeah, I say I say I'm Irish, <laughs> Irish or Welsh. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What's oh. so ridiculous? So ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was a lull in the... Uh... <laughs> oh, I thought I was waiting for you, Josh. I thought you had something. Um, so I was going to ask then, um, so I know you said you've had some experiences and things like that. What was your first kind of UFO kind of experience? I know we talked a little bit about how you got into this, but like, what was like, is there a moment that happened to you when you were younger or anything like that that really... No, so I'm, I'm not I'm not one of those childhood experiences. Mm. Um I thought I saw a ghost when I was a kid, but it was so long ago that I can barely remember the memory. So I, it's, it's not really worth it because I don't know if it was real or not. Right. But yeah, like, I, I, you know, a lot of these people say they had, you know, experiences from childhood. That's just that's not me. I didn't have that. Um, my first I don't I don't actually remember the first experience through CE5 because at the at the beginning of it, it was like white flashing lights. And there was a lot of that kind of stuff. Like I'd see a flashbulb in the sky or there'd mm-hmm. be uh, an an unusual number of satellite-like um, objects coming over. I mean, I watch the sky. I'm a sky watcher anyway, yeah. regardless of the UFO yeah. subject. I always like to look up at the stars. So I'm used to seeing satellites. It was just the number, like the sheer volume of them. And then some of them would start to glow really brightly and then flash at the apex and then glow back down again. And they'd do that mm-hmm. a couple times as they yep. were traversing. Yep, so that was this. like the kind of, yeah, that was the first stuff I saw. But in terms of, I mean, have you guys heard about my experiences with the orange orbs? just how you briefly talked about it yeah well i mean i th- this is the thing because i had four i had four separate experiences within a, roughly about a month back in uh, the summer of 2019 with these with these orange orbs but that they, these are the most memorable and, and the first the first one was just incredible i mean it was just incredible and i 
I, I when I talk about it, I, I listen to myself and I, I know that there's people in the UFO community who have like really outlandish experiences that are just so detailed and but even I still feel a little bit like, oh God, no one's believing me when I'm saying this. You know, it just I just get this feeling. But it really did happen. I was I was outside in my garden. To give you a very quick kind of over uh, overrun of the story, at this point I've been you know getting into these meditative states and projecting my intentions for contact for or at least a couple of months. You know, and seeing these white orbs and all this kind of stuff. And then I saw um I saw a flash of light in the sky. I was I was at the back of back of my garden looking towards my house, which is literally just out there. So I was way at the back of that garden looking towards this building. And there was a flash of a flash of light in the sky, which I'd seen before, like, you know, flash bulbs. So I looked up and I, and I saw this flash of light and then it did it again and again. And it was just in this one dark spot of the sky, crystal clear sky, but it was there was no stars and it was just flashing on and off every second and a half. And I was staring at that and I'd never seen anything just kind of flashing on and off stationary for so long. So I was like really interested, like, wow, there's something, there's definitely something. So, you know, kind of sent some thoughts saying, thank you for being here and all of that. Um, But it was going on for a few minutes. So eventually I just kind of was panning around the sky looking for anything else. And as I turned to the left-hand side of my sky, and this is, again, it's a crystal clear night. I saw this, um, I saw this cloud like up in the sky but I didn't, I didn't really look at it properly. I kind of turned, saw it, went like that, and then turned back and looked at it, kind of did a double take. And when I, when I properly focused on this cloud, it was, uh, it, I, I still struggle to properly describe it. It was, um, it was like it was staticky or shimmery. There was something about, the, once I locked on and stared at it, I could, and it was like a, you know, a relatively decent sized cloud. And it was kind of dark kind of stormy looking cloud but it was it was shimmering and it had like this light staticky overlay like all the particles were really agitated or something Mm. and i did you wouldn't have seen it if you just kind of looked up at the sky and looked away when i locked on is when i saw this very strange behavior and i'd never seen that from a cloud so i was just like okay i'm gonna just stare at you and (laughs) yeah i know right like um so imagine my house is here and there's a cloud here and the cloud's going to come across my house and I'm standing at the back so this this cloud is eventually going to go past my house and over that side from left to right so it's moving across I'm staring at it it gets literally in alignment with my house and me on this path and it does a complete right angle turn like it literally like that super abrupt super just not like a bit of wind drifting it it just yeah. changed direction and and that made my heart skip a beat i was like okay now i'm a bit freaked out because this thing is going to be above me very soon it's it's now coming you know it's, it's high up in the sky but it was literally going to be above my head and so i was staring at this thing it 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 comes above my head and within a second within a second a second and a half it just kind of dissipate it just sucked into itself it just it just went like that in in, into itself vanished the cloud just vanished and inside the cloud was 25 30 that's kind of my ballpark 25 to 30 orange orbs of light in a in a triangle formation like it Mm -hmm. like one two three four five six seven like that stacked together in a complete configuration it didn't loiter like it literally as this cloud dissipated it was still moving it just kept moving I i had to turn around and look at it go off into the distance and that that was my first super explicit 
experience with something that was just undeniable. And I remember it was like 10 o'clock at night and like I phoned my mum up. Like she was the first one. I was like, I had to tell my mum, this is crazy. Phone my mum. She was at a restaurant. She was at a restaurant with, with, with my stepdad. And I was just like, mom, how this what this crazy experience with Lauren I was like barely, barely cognizant. She's like, what the hell's going on, Jay? Like, He's like, like I okay? told you that boy was crazy. Oh, dude, I was melting down though. Like I was melting down because oh, I, I would I, have, it, yeah. it was like, it was like, what, what, what are you? What, what are you? How, what is this? Yeah. I couldn't think of the words. I was, I, I remember when it was coming over my head and it was this cloud and it, it, I was like a rabbit in headlights. I was just staring, like no thoughts in my head. Like everyone thinks, why didn't you grab your camera? Dude, I was not thinking about anyone else. I was not thinking about getting evidence. I was just trying to absorb what I was seeing yeah. and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It's like hypnotic. A lot of people say this. It's like, it's hypnotic yeah. Yeah, and it, it is. It, it is. It's, it's a really strange thing because part of me wonders, is there some sort of thing that it's doing to prevent you from getting the need to film? Or is it just that it's so shocking that you stop thinking you about anything else? Away. Yeah, I, I think it's, I, I think it's the same thing as abduction. It's that same thing. You know, uh, you look at Whitley Stryber's account, you know, he was frozen in place and blah, blah, blah. But then you've got Travis Walton, who was yeah. cognizant. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was up and he was moving around, but he was still in this position where he could see things and do things. So there's all these things you just wonder. And, and, and is that an effect even just when we're looking at something? And then are there people that can look past that or have an yeah. ability that yeah. that doesn't affect them as strong as say the other person. Cause you know, there are times even at CE five events where you'll have 20 people there, five can see it, but 15 yeah. can't. Yeah. I think and it's they're all looking at the same spot. I think it's, I think it's training. I think it is. I think that it's like mm -hmm. a muscle. It's like, it's like a physical muscle. If you work it out, it will get stronger. And I think that yep. the mental muscles of the mind, it's the same thing. You have to work it out. And that's like meditation and, and different mindfulness, you know, yep. uh, practices. So I think that, yeah, because I would have loved to have been some sort of, you know, galactic uh, ambassador and like yeah. sent my thoughts out like, welcome, welcome, come and, and, and speak to me. But I was just like, like, could not, could not think about anything. Yeah. It was just like, oh yeah, you're still, you're still just a dumb human being, even though you've done this thing. You're still just an idiot. Well, but it, like, but it, that's your level up experience, right? Right. So that's what, right. That's yeah. what puts you, your mind. You started to level up. You started to think about things differently, and it, and that's the thing that I've noticed is everybody who has an experience of that level or that magnitude. Which Stefan and I have had a couple like that. Um, it really elevates what you yeah. think about it and yeah. how you think about it and how you process things and even just the small things of like i don't know water and thinking about how water is so special on this planet and how much we need it and like you know what that means to us as a people and you know should we treat it differently like does it does it have consciousness yeah. and should we treat it differently so it's just it just changes everything that you think about and every i mean I, i've even read a lot of testimony from people who've had uh experiences that say that they all of a sudden have a, a renewed interest in like environmental protection uh right. they have a want to try to figure out like different ways of having creating clean energy like there's yeah there's the spark that kind of happens in people to want to better yeah. your life well i mean life uh, that's what happened with me i mean i had these experiences and then that's 
when Project Unity got created, and that that's when Fantastic. you know, like I said at the, at the beginning, I was just going out into the forest near me and yeah. putting a camera because I didn't want people hearing me going like, "Hey, you can kind of you know," I didn't want I didn't want any hey, random space person. brothers. Like, it's like yeah, dude, like with my my neighbors just going like, "What the hell?" Like you know, this is yeah. crazy. So I you know, it's still I, taboo. That's what sucks. It's yeah. still taboo. Yeah, it's still taboo. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I felt the urge to get people to understand that we are more special and powerful than we think we are and our conscious yeah. mind is extremely powerful and we've we've forgotten i think we've i really do think that at some point in the human story we we were far more advanced in, in consciousness oh, yeah. tools yeah. and uh, and we've simply forgotten we've simply forgotten I mean, especially I, in the west and it's being you know i i don't i don't like to look at things in these extreme polarities but just as a just as a way of visualizing it it really is almost like a bit of a spiritual war it's like we've got this stuff like news and all of these systems constantly saying be afraid be freaked out yeah, don't have any self-worth look at all these people doing better than you all the time feel bad about your life like that's basically what's being shouted at us all the time and it's like oh wow if you if you were going to look at this as some sort of story as some sort of like spiritual uh you know battle or something like that these are the people that are trying to suppress us from being what yeah. we truly are which are these powerful spiritual beings and I, I do think that there is an element of truth to that mm -hmm. yep. and i gotta say jay i mean i'm thankful that you did have these experiences and you did decide to make them public and do the things that you've done because your channel's a really good channel man and Thank the you. thing that i appreciate it more than anything because we're getting ready to wrap up here but the thing that i really appreciate more than anything is the quality that goes into every one of your videos you definitely have a gift and a talent for editing and putting these things together because i am tired of just some fat guy sitting at a desk in his mom's basement going, well, this is the video that I found on the internet <laughs> yesterday and I just want to show you guys the UFO that's up here. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you get tired of those and yours has, I mean, it has cable professionalism cable professionalism to it i mean it looks uh, like apart from, apart are, from this crappy web webcam that i'm using you know <laughs> but i mean they look like clips from the history channel or, or travel or something along those lines and that is a huge need uh in in our community and i i thank you for that sir yeah well thank you very much i really appreciate it i mean i'm i'm just i i fell into this i'm trying to stumble through it um I'm, i got a, a couple of lucky breaks quite early on in terms of like interviews that put me a little bit more on the map and um it's been it's been a crazy journey for me over the past few years you know i never expected to uh, be doing this and, and to be connected <laughs> with the well, yeah right and um it's it's just uh yeah sometimes i have to pinch myself like the people <laughs> some, the, some of the people that i'm speaking with and and you know the, the contacts that i've managed to get it's i mean you know an example and i i, I want to say his name so badly but i'm not gonna do it i'm just not gonna do it until i <laughs> until until i've pressed stop record on zoom i can't say his name but i have got one hell of an interview on tuesday like, oh man, he's with, got with, he's got a Placidian, guys. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> I, I mean, we like all all I'll say is that he is a former director of multiple intelligence agencies. Like, he's, fantastic he, man. He's a he's a big dog, and he hasn't been interviewed in a long time, um, really ever on this subject. 
So I'm speaking with him on Tuesday and I'm, I'm holding back from saying his name just in case someone from the Intel community messages him going, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't go do on Project Unity. I know I would say, hey, this is probably coming out after that. But man, we've had the weirdest things happen to us when we've talked about stuff where so. Got to be careful, yeah, man. You gotta I, I be hate careful. to say it, but I'm, I'm totally buying into that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will absolutely share that one that comes out. Awesome. Um, so real quick, where can people find Project Unity uh, uh, on the socials as well as YouTube and stuff and, and anything? else you wanted to, to throw out there yeah man well you can find me on youtube at just project unity it should hopefully come up if the algorithms aren't completely killing me so if you type in project unity you should get the it algorithm. and uh, i am on twitter at the project unity and they're basically really the only socials i, I use i need to probably up my game and get on instagram and TikTok. <laughs> I know we're, tr- we're trying to get so over to trying. TikTok. I don't right want to. I don't want to go there. Don't make me go there, boys. It's just but. more work. It's more work. It's People think we just that. We, oh, I just don't like it. No, it's more work, man. It is a lot more work. Yeah, it is a lot more work. So yeah, you can you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on YouTube, and that's uh, that's pretty much where I hang my hat. But Jay, thank you so much from Project Unity. Check out all of the uh, the places he said to go check out. We're gonna have everything tagged in the video summary as well. You'll be able to find out all that stuff there uh, and be on the lookout for this amazing interview that is apparently coming. So we're gonna be looking at that. But Jay, thank you so much. You are welcome back anytime, oh, sir. And in you. fact, Josh, we need to get this man on Astral Stew because I think yeah. he's gonna fit that really well. Sounds good to me, guys. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Really, actually, really fun talking to you. Actually, I've had a good laugh. Thank you so much, Jay. Man, guys, get onto his YouTube page and check out yeah. all the amazing content this fool's got. Love all of his experiences and the way that he's done it. It's encouraged, I know, you and I to try out some different ways of doing so. And I've got a few ideas uh, that when you get out here, we'll be able to share with everyone once we do so. Yeah. Uh, but we got to get out of here, Josh. Again, Jay, Project Unity, thank you so much for coming on yeah. today. Uh, make sure you go check out his stuff. Check out our website, theconvergenceenigma.com. Check out there for all archived episodes. Make sure to share, like, review, uh, rate, all that jazz. Do the stuff, the stuff that needs to be done. If you're listening here on YouTube, smash that subscribe button and smash that notification bell and hit that <laughs> like button. Um, Don't break your that. phone or, or wherever you're listening. Don't break your phone. And uh, other than that, we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. I have been Stefan, and I just want to remind you, keep your eyes on the skies. And I have been Josh. The truth is now. And remember, folks, keep searching, keep questioning. Good night, everybody. Good night.